up everyone thank you so much for watching this newest and greatest and finest and most majestic episode ever in the world today of moral dilemma as always my name is ryan i'm parker i'm Corey. My name's Philip. Ooh, new guest. And you're watching Moral <laughs> Dilemma. <laughs> Listen, guys, I know it's been a while. I'm but looking at, at the TV. Screen. Listen, guys, I know it's been a while. Uh, <laughs> things have happened. Uh, things have changed. Uh, I got a new job. Um, Part-time. Uh, shout out Porterfield for voting for me. Um, but yeah, we're back. What episode is this? 62? 62. Dang. Wow. 62. Wow. Most people aren't alive when they get to that age. <laughs> <laughs> I know for right a now. fact I probably won't be. <laughs> <laughs> Which is perfect on topic. Today we're sponsored by Wendy's. <laughs> Cutting down our, those lifespans. But no, we, uh, we're we back. And as you can see, Eric Leeson is not with us today. Um, is this the first episode he's ever missed? No. Oh. Which one did he miss? Oh, I did one with just your dad and Dan. Yeah. Yeah. There was just three. That, that was, was wild. I, I think that was the only episode we did with three people. <clears throat> No, Not we did me. one more. We, we did a Halloween one with me, Dan, and Leeson. Like, right before the Halloween special. Because I remember it was that episode when we heard some... We heard... A, we, it was, we were in the youth room, oh, and we heard right. a scary noise, and we just freaked us out. And it was Beth. <laughs> I guess. she. We heard we heard someone <laughs> say, hello? That's yeah. What, that's what you think. <laughs> no, I confirmed it. Thanks I made a lot, sure Beth. I confirmed it. <laughs> But anyway, we have Philip with us today, who is a, a virgin moral dilemma. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were just I thought you were just gonna end it. Then. <laughs> Speaking of moral dilemma, uh, he is uh, this first time on here, uh, so we're glad to have him. Um, but stay that way. Yeah, but before we get started, how how are we doing? Anything crazy happened today, guys? Nah. Are you sure? This is my third pair of clothes today. <laughs> Your third pair of clothes? Why? So I went squirrel hunting this morning. <laughs> I went squirrel hunting this morning and it just poured the rain. I didn't I didn't look at the weather before I went out. Otherwise yeah. I wouldn't have gone out today. So I was like, okay, that pair of clothes, you know, <laughs> goes in the dryer. And then that's why I wasn't at church because I was late because I got soaked and I had to figure out a bunch of stuff. <laughs> so I, I, was, I missed church this morning. And then at about noon, I was like, yeah. I have a meeting later, so I was like, I better go walk my dog, let her out. So we go for a walk in the woods. It downpours the rain again. Oh my gosh, so dude. this is my third pair of dry clothes today. So moral of this story is, Philip, check the weather before you yeah. go outside. I need, also, I need to download the weather. Right? I like the fact that Philip was like, man, I got to get into some nice clothes. I have a meeting today. And he wears a, a floral shirt. Yes, sir. Um, Classic. I, Never get mad told. respect. Never get uh, me and Court built a chair today. We did build a chair. Today. Really? Mm -hmm. All in one sitting? Yep. One yep. sitting. Wow. We built a chair. <laughs> that was uh, impressive. It was a good time. No pun intended. <laughs> we played fetch with your cat. Oh, I, yeah. I didn't even realize that I said that. <laughs> Wait, what did you say? All in one sitting? <laughs> this is why Philip's here. Philip's got the pun. Comedic puns. relief. Philip, hit us with a pun. <laughs> <laughs> you can't force it. If That's you what I was like when you peel <laughs> That's like when you ask people to do the dancey dance. <laughs> yeah, Philip, show everyone that dancey you always do. 
<laughs> oh, that's one of my favorite things. Too bad to do. the listeners can't see that. Whenever there's like a big group of my family is over, or like I'm in a, with a big group of people, and there's someone there that doesn't know a lot of people, I introduce them, and they're like, "You know what? Show them that dance you always do for you us." You do this all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and they just well, freeze up. It's what great. did you do, Philip? Last week, uh, you were going to play a new song in youth, and you asked, hey, oh. "Philip, how's the song go?" <laughs> yeah. yeah. So and you forced him just to read so, the words. Yeah, anytime we're playing a new song for youth. Uh, that they haven't heard before, including Philip. Usually, Philip has never heard it. I play the chords to it and force Philip to sing it in front of everyone of what he thinks it's going to sound like. His <laughs> gold. Oh. He, he almost convinced Corey this morning since you weren't oh, here. Really? So yeah. Like, That's funny. <laughs> he the, only, the only reason I didn't is it's because I knew the song. No, yeah, let's talk about your thumb. Okay, I had surgery on my phone. <laughs> that was All such right. a great transition. <laughs> moving, moving on. You just interrupted Corey this, halfway through. This is really random. We got another one today. You know what I love is every one of the original members that's on the Moral Dilemma Facebook page, like, because we can post stuff or whatever. Mm-hmm. I love how we get all the random, like, fake foreign accounts that hey we don't know if they're fake say, well they're they always say the same thing and they're like what is a moral dilemma? oh yeah, <laughs> and yeah. They, like message us keep them coming i got keep one today coming. yeah i i love those anytime a foreign not a foreign person like those are they're fine to follow me but anytime a fake account which is usually yeah. a foreign person tries to follow me on instagram i always let them <laughs> more followers just add them to the flock man i'm more building a, i'm building a cult Until over they on instagram. hack your system and <laughs> nah, they can't hack me I'll fight him. Uh, anyway, <laughs> we got a lot planned for this episode. We have really been planning a lot for what we're going to talk about on this episode. But to kick us off, the last episode we talked about, uh, who was it? Me, Eric, Jeff, and Dan. Yeah. We talked about our favorite movies ever. Top, so Philip yep. on the spot, is going to give Which us his top three. Yes. Sunday the 4th. Yes. So At least the video. I don't know about Ryan's audio side. Uh, He's always lacking. Yeah, we'll see. So. <laughs> I, I completely deleted the GarageBand preset for the Moral Dilemma audio, so it's still <sighs> being worked on. <laughs> <laughs> Philip, what are your top three favorite movies of all time? My top three favorite movies. I would have to say, and I didn't have much time to think about this, but I would I would put he had plenty of time not on this. equal footing, like just three like that I would put as equal. I would probably say Saving Private Ryan. Ooh. Then I would put, um, oh, what's the name of the movie? It's the guy. He he's like the last. He's like the last dude on Earth, or he thinks he's the last dude on Earth. Tends up not being true. And it's like the weird, like vampire esque zombies thing. Oh. I am Legend. Thank you. I then I would say I am Legend. And for a third Isn't one, it? I would probably have to say like the the very first Insidious movie. Ooh, I speaking my it. language. Have you it. seen Hereditary? Yes. Did you like it? Yes. <laughs> Your face, Eric. <laughs> Did you like Hereditary? Oh, of course. I loved Hereditary. Did you like it? Sounds okay. Yes. <laughs> Man. Yeah, here in Moral Dilemma, we're all huge fans of Hereditary. No. Uh, especially <laughs> Eric Leeson. Uh, Parker, what are your top three? It. Top three. I have to say uh, Seven Samurai. Can I guess the other two? Seven Samurai was good. I forgot about that movie. No. Oh, never mind. Continue. Oh. Not uh, the 2001. Shine. Oh, okay. And then... Uh, Got a hipster over here. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm a film nerd. <laughs> and then um, recently, I've been uh, studying um, Studio Ghibli, so Ooh. Spirit Away. Has Spirit Away. Yes. Yes. Great. Nice. Yeah. Big fan of that. Corey, what about you? Um, Shrek, one, two, and three. <laughs> <laughs> We've had no more several podcasts no more talking about Shrek. <laughs> <sports cinema. laughs> Comedic gold. Have yes. we talked about Shrek the musical on here? I think we did. What? There's a musical. I don't know. There yeah. is a musical. What? I learned today. I never knew 
this. That there is chess the musical. I'm not surprised. We were talking about that, but How I does don't that work? <laughs> you get a real horse <laughs> for the night. There's a real a, horse. There's a pawn and a queen, and I don't know. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like know. a musical to me. <laughs> and whenever, whenever the person wins, they sing Checkmate. There's a song called Checkmate. Ooh, what does it sound like? Ryan, ask Philip how a song goes. Yeah, Philip. <laughs> uh, so in the hit musical Chess, yes. uh, the queen and the bishop sing the song called Checkmate. <laughs> and would you like to sing it for us? Uh, yeah, I'll give you a quick demo. Okay. Someone give him a beat. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll give him a beat. <clears throat> You have a bishop. You have a queen. Dun dun. When they team up, dun dun. They're unlike you've any ever seen. This is the rap. That's actually correct. That's how it goes. Um. So I think we just lost all of our business. <laughs> or we made a bunch I'm of crazy. friends. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. Um anyway. Philip, uh since you're the guest, mm-hmm. well, we're going to focus on you for a second. You are a magician. Yes. And we want to talk about that. Okay? So, when I was a young boy, I was obsessed with Chris Angel. Okay. The mind freak. That like most kids were. You know him personally? Well, we were kids. Mind freak. No, I'm unfortunately not. That's what you want us to think. I tried to crash his wedding. You know, that kind of ruined the relationship. <laughs> that man got married. Well, first of all, is he is everything he does a scam? Is he a scam magician? So no. Um, but so here's the here's the truth of the situation that most magicians you could you could consider to be a what I know what you're talking about is a scam magician. Are you talking yeah. about like where he uses stooges or maybe some things he does on TV? Or I don't fake? know what stooges, but yeah. Okay, yeah, so no, now, now be careful, Phil. This is this is a nationwide podcast. Yeah, Chris so listens to every so ruin your reputation. Not just nationwide, it's international. So a, stoo- a stooge in the magic industry is basically an actor. Like oh, for example, like let's say like a plant. Yeah, it's yeah. a plant. It, that's exactly what it is. All right. So like for anyone who's maybe you're watching or listening, and you don't know what it is. That's like let's say uh, I was at a gig. And Parker was invited to the gig, and I found out that Parker was invited to the gig. Uh, and Parker's a friend of mine. I can have Parker be a plant or a stooge, as you would call it. Yeah. Um, and I could, I, I could, uh, I, I'm trying to think of an example. I could have you, I could go up to you and tell you, hey, uh, just pick the color blue. Trust me. Oh, okay. I'm going to pick the color um, blue. And so they, then later that night, if no one there knows that I know Parker, mm-hmm. I go, oh, well, I'm going to have somebody in the in the audience randomly pick a color. I point to Parker. I know he's going to pick blue. Point is, it's a setup, right? So that's what you would consider a stooge. Here's the truth of the matter. Like, uh, almost any TV magician has some of their tricks, you know, what you would consider yeah. faked or whatever. Like, they're, they're involving stooges, right? They're, they're acted out just in front of a camera, you know. Yeah. But that, like I said, that pretty much goes for like any TV magicians, especially nowadays. Like whether you look at like TV magicians in the UK or TV magicians here in America, mm-hmm. all of them, almost all of them, if not all of them, have a little bit of that. But not all of it is fake. Gotcha. I feel, I feel like you have to though, because there's too many cameras now. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it, it, to be and there's too many, the and there's too many people. Angles, the truth people. of the matter is also is also the fact that like for example, I have tricks that I do 
that I can only do to like a couple people. I can't do if I have like a giant crowd around. Like when I'm out because doing street magic behind you. Yeah, exactly. Way? Like when I'm out, when I'm out doing street magic and stuff. If I get a crowd, if a crowd's like starts to form, there are some tricks I just can't. Yeah. you know, whip yeah. out there because you know you can't he, do it. He's had to instruct me on how to film him too. Mm. Yeah, which is very mm-hmm. tricky. Exposed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> or like, or like for example, when I would do stuff with youth. Sometimes I wouldn't have the chairs set up how they normally are in the youth yeah. room. I would have to take them and either constrict them closer gotcha. or maybe like put them in a certain area. Now, I think I think there's <clears throat> probably a dilemma here mm. uh, where I feel like maybe a moral dilemma. Maybe well, I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> but so He's you know, sure. you're, you're talking about in the entertainment industry, right? So which he is and and everything. I, on the one hand, I think, and maybe this I could be wrong. Maybe I'm making this up. I feel like there's this two sides of the argument to where, where yes, he, he it's fake. You want, we, we need we need realism. We don't want the the stooges. We don't want the setup. We don't want all that. But on the other hand, but isn't it entertainment? Isn't isn't he performing something to make you go even like, if it's in front of a camera only kind of thing? Yeah, or, yeah. or just or even if it is, it's, it's it's like wrestling, right? Like some of that is it's not necessarily fake it's really moved but there it's choreographed and and some of the storylines yeah, so, there so so then there's the entertainment factor but then we also want it to be real and 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 so i know there's going to be that train of thought to where people want want realism or you know what i mean or the most yeah so here's here's always been my thoughts on this which i think is interesting that you bring that up because for some reason like there is there is an immense like number of magicians that hate TV magicians for that reason. Yeah. There's like, you know, like you can go to all kinds of like forums, whether it's like Reddit or like other magic places. You will find plenty of people who hate them. Mm-hmm. All right. I, I personally, I, <laughs> I personally <laughs> never understood it for that exact reason, because like, let's say you're only doing it to a camera. It's still a trick. That's basically being yeah. just performed for one person. That one person being the camera it's still a real trick whether you like it or not. Mm-hmm. The, the thing that I don't like, this is my honest opinion. If you're doing something that only works like to a camera, I don't have too much of an issue with that. What I don't like is when they're doing something that's like unbelievably faked with like editing involved. Yeah. What I mean, yeah. and, and for example, like uh, I'm trying to think of an example. I don't know that this is true so because I don't actually know how the trick works and I'm not claiming to, but there's a lot of people who believe that Dynamo, he used to do this thing where he would take a glass bottle, like a beer bottle or something, and he would take someone's cell phone, like a smartphone, and he would and th- shove the phone inside the bottle. I'm just saying every a vast majority of the magic community, uh, when you watch how things are edited and how they're cut and whatnot, a lot of people believe... You know, he's just had a bunch of people that are in on it mm-hmm. and they're just cutting and he already has like a prop bottle yeah. with yeah. like an identical phone. In it. Like That's that's what a lot of people believe. I'm not claiming to know that that's true, yeah. but like that for an example, that's the kind of stuff that I don't like. Right. Because, you know, Cause that's I, not I, that's not that's not a magic or an illusion or yeah. a trick at that point. To me, that's just that's that's not. To me, that doesn't fall under the lines of magic. That falls under the lines of like video editing. It's kind of like, but at the same time, you also you almost also, anybody can do that. But right? you also have the guy who a lot of. But but I like this guy. All right, you know that guy who he, he used to be really like super famous on like um, um like Vine and stuff. Yeah, he would make those videos, and he still does. He makes those videos that are like edited. Oh, and it yeah. makes it look What's like he's name? doing something special. Yeah. I can't remember his name. Zach. I, but I don't have a problem I think with so. him Zach because something. he's he's abundantly he was on honest. Dude, perfect. Yeah, I was yeah. going to bring him up. But like yeah. he's abundantly honest. He's like, yeah, I'm using. I'm using video tricks. It's very he, entertaining. He doesn't call himself a magician or an yeah. illusionist or anything He's like that. He's just a good he, editor. Yeah, he, and he that's that's what he says. So I like I, I don't have a problem with that. I have a problem with the 
with specifically that those yeah. one yeah. specific. So Phil, who's who's your favorite just magician in general? I know two. <laughs> so <laughs> this is kind of tough because I have one that I really like theory wise, and then I like for example my favorite magician that I ever had growing up was Dynamo. Okay. Um, he's a magician over in the UK. Is he the one that wears the mask? No. Okay. That's the mask magician. Literally makes sense. But he he was he was the guy that that idiot. (laughs) He was the guy that kind of like inspired me to get into into magic. Was when I watched his TV shows. Yeah. What about Houdini? Houdini. He was an escape artist, right? He did a little magic, but he was much more known for being an escape artist. All right. I have. So I was watching not too long ago. And I just thought of this, um, a, a magic thing on America's Got Talent that aired mm-hmm. a while ago. I'm going to try not to butcher, 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 <laughs> butcher how they executed it. But I want you to know, I want you to see if you know how they did it. Right. So it was With no video. Like, yeah, no, I'm <laughs> showing trying to, how he did it. So it was two people. Um, and I, th- I forget what they were calling themselves, but they were playing it off like they were psychics or whatever. But it was just like, obviously magic. Um, so there are two people, one person came up on stage and had like, I think three books, right? Um, and they had one of the judges pick a book. Were they just random books or like, do you know what the books were? They brought the books. Okay. So okay. They brought them. Though. They knew all okay, the books, okay. but they, but from what I could tell, and they, they fl- flipped through them real quick. They were all three like full books. They had the judge pick out a book and then pick a random page, put their finger on a word. And then just think of the word. And you guess the word. But I, but the other thing. So I've actually instead, seen multiple people do this Instead of just telling them what the word was, okay. they had it drawn on. So they had this chalkboard on stage two or something that was like face down or whatever. And so instead of them like just saying the word, they picked up the chalkboard and it was written in chalk. Oh, well, yeah, but that's no different than just telling them what the word was. They didn't write it on there, though. They, they, I think the point was the word was written the whole time pre-written, pre-written. yeah yeah so, that, like, so yeah but that that, that doesn't matter because yeah. I, I I very just assume that that's just a force of some so, yeah, kind break their secret yeah uh, I assume <laughs> it's just a, I assume it's just a, either a force of some kind mm-hmm. um like for and this is a really like childishly easy example mm-hmm. like it's way more difficult to pull off something like that um I would be willing to bet the book was very heavily not a normal book. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah. All right. Like they might've had like a, maybe one or two pages actually to choose from, mm-hmm. but every page looks so different and is formatted a little bit differently, but maybe all the words are the, like all the words are the same. I'm okay. just giving you an example. Yeah. There, Cause there, there's a lot of people who used to do that whole, Oh, I'm going to guess the word in the book trick. Uh, but you buy books that look completely normal, but really there's only like one or two actual pages to choose from. Mm-hmm. All right. Just repeat. Well, th- yeah, they, they would repeat and they would take the paragraphs and slide them ev- different ways. So it looks like every page was formatted differently when it's like really not, uh, you can get books like that. Like for mm-hmm. example, for an example, I have a, I have a deck of cards that I use that, um, w- which is also interesting. I want to bring up, I want to bring up something after I, after I say this, bring it up. Um, I have a, I have a deck of cards that I use, um, to force cards on paper, people, peepers, <laughs> Hate um, those peepers. Where uh, the whole deck is just like, I think it's like the bottom quarter is like uh, a king of diamonds. The second quarter is like a nine of spades. The third quarter is a seven of diamonds. And the top quarter is like a five of hearts. Mm-hmm. And so depending on where you pick, I know what card you picked. Oh. And since I only give you those options, I can go ahead and prep something for those options. So does that make sense? So you're saying that they, 
even if it was like just like they said it was a Harry Potter book or whatever, which I think one of them may have been, they could have probably just like made their own contents or whatever. Yeah. And so like the words were, you know, repeated. There was a way to kind of guess what it's they were some doing. way to to constrict their options. The th- the thing with those is I will admit there is some degree of risk. Mm-hmm. All right, but the point is it's minimized yeah. very heavily. See, and that that's where like you know I've talked with you about this like going going back whether it's fake stage or whatever. Now, like I said, I don't me, I don't know how that's done. I just yeah. want to make that abundantly right, clear. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying it's probably something with very not real books. Mm-hmm. I, I, as long as I'm entertained and I'm thinking, wow, that, that was good. Even though I know that it was fake staged or whatever, I think that's impressive. And I think what I like, and this is how I rate engage is that if, if the magician, like the level that they put in their thinking, cause I, I get impressed by you on how, even though it's a simple trick, but y- you coming up with the angle and the way, like yeah, coming that, up that's with skill. It. Yeah. It's not like you said that guy earlier where he puts that foot and then it's editing. I could do that as long as an editor does that. But but like when could I do some of the things that you absolutely not? Because there is some level of mental skill and and physical skill that goes into creating these tricks. And I and I and agree. to pull off the trick, like the, to pull off the illusion, pull off the 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 fakeness of. I mean that's. It takes a lot of skill, and that's impressive, and it entertained me. It's kind of like the, if it is staged. Yeah, I, I, to, I totally agree with that. Like it's it's like the famous um, card on the roof or card stuck inside on the other side of a window yeah. kind yeah, of trick. Yeah, that trick oh, that trick one hundred percent always requires a stooge. Yeah, but yeah. it's still not exactly an easy trick to pull off. You still have to require some. I have another magic trick. Skill. I want you to expose. Okay. Okay. I'm not going to guarantee you I know well, how it's done. but like Pastor so. Mark blew my mind with this one time. <laughs> and I, I, he probably doesn't want me to know how it's done. Is this when you were five? Yeah, but I still don't know. So, um, yeah, it depends on what it is. I might not reveal it if, it, if so it's his. So he had, he had, I've seen other people do it, so I don't think it's an original. Maybe it was, I don't know. He had a, a lemon sitting on this table and he pulls out a dollar and has somebody sign their name on the dollar. And then he puts the dollar, I believe, in a bag and has somebody holding the bag. And then he cuts open the lemon and the dollar is folded up inside. Name right yeah, so I don't know if I want to expose it, that. dude. <laughs> I don't know if I want to. I'm not going to tell him. This is bothered Ryan. <laughs> you got to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the way I would do it, this is the most simple in my opinion, okay. though. I don't know if Mark did it this way because I know Mark tends to struggle with sleight of hand because he's older. Um, yeah. <laughs> no offense to Mark. Well, but, and he, he doesn't do this every day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He doesn't do it every day. He, and he doesn't, doesn't, he doesn't do it for a little kid. Yeah, thing. And he, does, yeah. he probably doesn't do it for money like I do. You know, yeah. So, uh, I so what what I would do, because this is how I do, I do tricks like this. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I do something similar where I would put someone's card in a fruit. Oh, okay. How? So, <laughs> so it's just, it's just Spill slide, the beans! It's just sleight of hand. So when I'm, when I'm slicing the fruit... Or whatever. No. So how did he cut open the lemon? So I want to think that he just had it there. And I, this is what I, five-year-old me, saw was he cut it. And as he was cutting it, he like hit the dollar. So he like cut it with a knife. And then he stopped halfway because the dollar was in there. And then he opened it up and pulled it out. Okay. So how I would do it is... You can either do something where, but I don't know about a dollar. I feel like it would be easier with a dollar than with a card because cards are more stiff. But the point is I would do this like with a card where I'm palming the card, Mm -hmm. right? So I have your signed card. I'm palming it, right? And as I'm tearing open 
the fruit, I'm tearing it open this way so you can't see it. Then I palm it and I put it in there. Take it out of the top. Dang. So I'm I'm just I'm just I'm just it makes it look like I'm pulling it out of the fruit, but I'm not. Or what you can also do is because I witnessed a guy do this one time. Uh, he was street performing for a crowd of people. And he had no one behind him because he was up against a wall with a table in front of him. Yeah. All right. But he had a crowd of people. And I, like I said, I kind of know how the trick's done, so I, I I witnessed him do it. You knew what to um, look for exactly. Uh, so he took the he took an I think it was I think it was also a lemon. No, it was an orange. He took an orange and threw out his patter and ha- and moving mind. his hands and whatnot. Mm-hmm. He was taking what wasn't real orange that he had somebody expect inspect like to make sure it was a real orange, and he would put it on the edge of the table, and then one of his helpers that would that were like setting up his stuff and whatnot. One of his helpers would come by, swap the orange. So he would he would take yeah. he would take their dollar bill. He had a stooge and give it to one of. Well, it wasn't a stooge. It was literally his helpers. Like they were people he oh. hired. They were like his roadies, the hired stooges. They were like they were like roadies. Mm-hmm. So um, he he somehow I forget exactly how he did it. But point <laughs> is, he gave the signed dollar bill to one of his people to literally put in an orange. Mm-hmm. All right, like actually put it in there. Um, and then just swapped out the, the the real orange for the one that already had the dollar bill in there. Dang. And so his people were back there, like cutting it open just barely, Can't sliding it them. in there. Yada, yada, yada. Are so, there any magic? Sorry. Are, so, there, are there any tricks that you have seen that you just have no idea how anyone yes. has done? Really? Yeah, and that's that's where a lot of people. That's why you like that. That's what. <laughs> That's when you get into like the subcategory of magicians that like get like conspiracy theory heavy. They're like, like I swear, if you watch this one pixel right on this edit, you can see it's actually cut. Like you know, like it, you get like really deep into things. Yeah. Uh, there's 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 plenty of tricks that that even like top level magicians don't know because people won't share. Really, there's all kinds of cool stuff. There's there's tricks that have literally gone down, uh, like like down with the people who invented it, and they died without telling anyone, and people still don't know to this day. It's mm-hmm. just it. There are. That's wow. impressive. So I want to bring up because I want I want your thought on this because okay. I get this a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, believe it or not, especially when you're talking about things like this, do you think it's wrong to reveal magic? Because I guarantee you, if there's somebody who's a magician who's watching this, they're probably gonna not gonna uh, be very yeah. happy about it. You're gonna get exiled from the magic community. I don't really care. I well, that's why I said be careful. This is an somebody who podcast. is not. I think it's fine to reveal your own stuff. Mm-hmm. Even if you're... St- so, like, if, if I ask you about a trick, like the lemon thing, even though it's a trick that you do, even though it's not something you came up with, since it's, like, kind of, like, a widespread thing mm-hmm. that, like, a lot of people already know how to do, I think it's fine. Mm-hmm. But, like, if... And if you have a completely original one that only you do, I think it's fine to share that. But like, if somehow you found out how David Blaine did his craziest magic trick ever, and you told someone about it, then I think that's what if it's really, really widespread? Because I do some tricks that are technically David Blaine's, like he came up with them. But yeah, but like any magician in the entire world knows how it's done. I think, I mean, I like every single one of them know how it's done. I don't know that that is true because saying like sharing that with people could also screw over some other person down the road. And like some people react differently. Someone could just in the middle of a performance be, like, which I want to ask you about. In the middle of a performance, someone can just be like, "I know how they did that." I yeah. So, that. so yeah. Whatever oh yeah, I get that all the time. Yeah. I've had I've had to come up with some really creative ways to like shut up hecklers, like contacting which, the mob. Which, which I that's what makes me so impressed that Philip is not just some random kid mm-hmm. years ago that just picked up. 
the way that he is able to smooth through mm-hmm. his own mistakes. Like I've watched him make a mistake, but then continue on and work back away, yeah. work back around <laughs> yeah. and still make it. It may not, but well, but that's he, that's another thing though because that, with some tricks, skill. Like, you have like a backup, right? So if like yeah. something happens yeah. that's bad, you just completely swap the the, the reveal or whatever. Mm-hmm. You do something completely different. And you never that's know if it was intentional. Yeah. Like, oh, is this your card? Oh, you know. Yeah. Like Ooh. one time, intentional. Like 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 some like one time I there. one time I, I I literally remember doing this in youth. I uh, lost somebody's card, so I just turned it into an ambitious card routine. Yeah. Like, I didn't know what to do, <laughs> so I just turned it into an ambitious routine. <sighs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I just I which is which you. is basically it's basically because you've all seen this plenty of times it, an ambitious card routine. Is just where it keeps jumping to the top. Yeah. Over and over oh again. yeah. See, that's where like I've watched you for so long and and seen these tricks, so I know when. I'm your number goes, one fan. Go, well, I am, and 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 I've seen where uh, when I know somewhere something goes wrong at whatever way, but then I've seen you just. I, wow. But like, the I mean, other that thing is me, that impresses me. The other thing is, even I if I know how you did it or not, now, I've, it didn't matter. I've <laughs> seen so many magicians, both younger than me and plenty older than me. I've seen so many of them. I don't. I don't really personally get it. A lot of them have this huge thing. Well, they they will try and salvage everything. There's there's plenty of times, and I'm sure Adam's seen these too, where it's like I mess up and I'm just I just look at the person. And I'm like, you know what? I completely messed that up. Let's restart. Yeah, 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 and most yeah. of them just don't care. Like yeah. like I don't I don't think I've ever had a situation where anyone like seriously heckled oh, me for. Yeah. yeah, I don't think I've ever even You're had been that. Actually, yeah. Really? Yeah, I was I was doing I was doing crowd magic one time in Tennessee, and uh, I gotta watch out for those. And people. I was I was in a crowd, and this like clearly really drunk dude came up, and he just like wouldn't leave. Like he just kept standing in the middle of where I was performing, yeah. and like wouldn't stop talking. <laughs> so like he didn't like he didn't like assault me, but like he kept putting his hands on me and like trying to talk to me, and like it took me forever just to get him to go away. Yeah. Dang. <laughs> Have you ever been attacked in public, Parker? Not that I can remember. Have you ever been attacked in public? I can't remember. Adam, have you ever been attacked in public? No. Dang. I was hoping one of you guys yeah. have. I've been attacked at school okay. before. <laughs> but, really? Yeah. Like it, like when, when you were in school? Uh, <laughs> junior high. No, when you were in school. <laughs> I thought you were talking about like you went into like <laughs> so like school and you got attacked. When I was, no, when I was in no. middle school. I just had a kid try to spear me. and it just, Spear you? <laughs> oh my God. With a weapon? Try to tack- no, he tried to tackle me. Oh. Like he ran oh. and tried to. Oh. I just, I took a couple steps back, to stepped aside and just. I got, I got a funny, I got a funny thing though. I walked away. This, yeah, this, is, something, this is something I don't mind saying on the internet because it's, it's really funny. So, um, when I was younger, like middle school slash high school, um, I didn't do this in my own school because everybody in my school already knew this. Yeah. But when I was trying to like pick up girls in other schools and whatnot, you savage. No. So here's what happened. So I had my appendix taken out <laughs> when I was, when I was in like seventh grade Yeah. and, um, I have this big scar, like right above my belly button. It's like, it's like. He hit, he hit someone's right? card in and I also I also have one right below my right rib that's about this big like they're pretty big scars um, I would go and, and tell uh, and tell other girls that I'd been stabbed and Aww. I would show them my scars and be like oh my gosh <laughs> dog. yeah, yeah. That's awesome. it's really funny so awesome. I want to have somebody who was <laughs> I want to loop back for a second Philip because loop it back I because we were talking about like revealing tricks mm-hmm. and I feel like at a base level that's how you learn. Exactly. Because, because that, that's the been simple my tricks outlook that on it. you, that everyone knows how to do, like someone has revealed those. There's books, there's <laughs> videos, there's whatever. And like, how do you, you don't get to be like, we said Chris Angel and David Blaine and like people that are super famous without starting somewhere. So like, 
they didn't just wake up one day and be like, I know how to do this card trick. Like they learned something. So I feel like giving that up isn't that big of a deal. Um, but some of the like, especially the really big, like super famous people, like when they completely invent something, especially, huge especially, original, yeah, especially the magicians that are like, no, no offense to some other magicians, but like some, some TV magicians aren't actually that good. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, uh, I'm, I'm not going to say who, but like there are, there are plenty of team TV magicians that actually have actually like impressive magicians working for them coming up with their content. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and, and it's kind of like when you get into like the music industry, how many of those people actually yeah. play an instrument? Hardly none of them or at all. Or write yeah. their right? song. Exactly. And it's, it's just true. But, well, cause you got to find a, a figure that's like physically attractive and, and or whatever, like, you know what I mean? Like it's just, it's just true. It's just how the industry is. Mm -hmm. So a lot of, a lot of like it, same thing goes it's for magic hot, as, yeah. as same thing with like the filming in the music industry. There's a lot of people coming up with their content for them. My opinion has always been if it's on the internet, it's fair game. And mm -hmm. my reason for that is because when I started to get like really heavy into magic um, or sorry, if it's like publicly open on the internet, like YouTube or something like that, it's, it's fair game. That's always been my opinion with that. Um, because anything that's like top tier, that's good. It's either hidden away behind like, like really specific sites. Um, like, like there are magic sites that come up with stuff like, mm -hmm. like theory level, good stuff. Um, or it's hidden away in books, right? Mm. Th that, that magicians who are like really theory level, uh, 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 they, they, they write books. Like I kid you not, I have a book doesn't have a single trick in it it has it has purely just different sleight of hand movements that don't even actually result in tricks and the reason for this is because another part of being a magician is looking at like okay i know this move this move this move and it's kind of like a mathematical equation it's like okay you got to find out like how can i sort these mm. all together to combine to create like an effect to That's create crazy. that fully yeah. created illusion he's so, an alchemist it, basically so uh <laughs> but like that that's 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 always been my opinion. If it, if it's publicly on the internet, it's fair game. I don't see why anyone have such. Everybody has such a big deal about like oh revealing this and that because anything that's like actually top tier and that's good, you've got to be genuinely searching very 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 hard to find it, and you've got to be very interested in magic to even get to that point. That's why I think that show the masked magician revealing all those. Yeah, those like, were those were e like yeah low. None of none of tricks. those none of those are considered by like. The, the magic community as like the top tier tricks yeah, like those so are all like no very one basic cared that stuff. he was doing yeah. that and then it, well no it was people no a lot of the magic community did care at the time oh, well. and i didn't get the i did, yeah exactly i was yeah. i was like i don't really care because like mm -hmm. like all of this stuff Might is stuff that anyone who anyone who googles the tricks that he was revealing could find out the the reveals from like google yeah, like, it might have been the principle of the matter that he was yeah. doing that. Maybe yeah, that, that's really what it is. A lot of them just hold this weird, like it, it's it's like an idealistic principle yeah. way of thinking about it. That's really what it is. That's crazy. So, Philip, do you have any plans to walk through the Great Wall of China? Walk through <laughs> the Great Wall of China? Has someone done that? That was what? Da that was David Blaine, wasn't it? I didn't. What did he do that? Yeah, I think it's one of the tricks that no one's ever. The Great Wall of China was a paid actor. Like yeah, like yeah, the Wall of David Blaine. Um, there, he had like a platform this. on both sides of the Great Wall of China and like he went in and like threw up a, like a tarp or whatever and then went, was on the other side and like, I don't remember and this. like, I don't know why I, I'm surprised. I, I have to, I, have I think to no, what's that other guy who does, he's the one that hid or that made the Statue of Liberty disappear. 
Have you seen that oh, one? Oh, isn't that, um, hang on, I don't, there's a lot of magicians popping in my uh, head right now. Uh, something, not, it's not Holyfield. No. It's something along those lines, no, though. I, I know who you're talking about. He has a three-syllable last name. Yeah, I know. Coffin, Coffin Daffer? <laughs> oh, no, it's, it's <laughs> David Copperfield. Copperfield! Oh, <laughs> David Copperfield, thank you. David Copperfield, that's who was popping, his face was popping in my yeah, head. Yeah, yeah. Anyone who's watching this who doesn't know me, I really struggle with names. His face was popping in my head. He's he, been calling me Ryan I, for he years. He walked through the Great Wall of China. Yeah, David, David Copperfield, Copperfield did. Yeah, I don't know why I thought it was David Blaine, but it was something like he had like he walked up on a platform. He had like a he like put up a tarp and had like a spotlight so you yeah. could like see his body and like it like the light. See, I'd have I'd have like to I'd have to see a video of the yeah. interaction. Yeah. I tell you well, why. Well, because yeah. well, because my first thought is it depends on how much he shows himself before and after. Well, he did show himself a lot before and after. Um, I was just curious because I thought for a really long time they didn't know how to do it, but then I just saw an explanation. I mean, you know how I would do it. I would do it. You find a stooge who looks very much like you. It, well, <laughs> I'm not kidding. No, that's that's a very common yeah. thing in magic is to find people who look like you when you're walking through walls and stuff. It's very common so, to do that. So I that? feel that light has. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's a so lot there, so they basically, he walked into this tent. They showed a spotlight the whole time, so like you see a shadow. Then it looks like he's walking literally into the wall, and then. He, this, there's a spotlight the whole time on the other side and he has like a platform on the other side and he like comes out and it looks like he's walking through. That's got to just be perspective but or something. I, for a really long time they said that like no one knew how he did it but then when I was just trying to Google who it was to do it, it said that there was something about like his, he dropped down like a ladder thing and his assistant like slid something and then there was an opening in the wall somewhere else and he was able to go around and they slid it back and he went, I don't know. When what year did this happen? This is a while ago. I mean, yesterday. I think. Hang on. Never <laughs> um, how long ago is this question? Uh, um, like the seventies. Yeah. Really. He also, I I have a personal theory for how that, he that, made that destroys what I was gonna say. I have a theory for how he My made the Statue of Liberty the disappear. Wall of China. <laughs> have you have you seen him make the Statue of Liberty disappear? Yes. I have a theory on how he did that. I I, have I a, can tell you how he did it. Okay, I'm gonna guess, and you're gonna tell me if I'm right or not. So in the video, I'm gonna be very from impressed. From I remember, you know he. Has the he puts up he shows the Statue of Liberty. Key key thing to keep in mind is that the crowd was sitting on risers, right? Like uh, bleachers or whatever that he yep. brought in. They were on a, they were on a forced perspective. Yeah, and so he he puts this thing up the the curtain and does his little dance. He's like, Poof. and then the curtain drops and the Statue of Liberty's not there. What I think happened, mm-hmm. I might be wrong. I think that the stage that the crowd was sitting on was on some kind of motorized thing and they turn them the other direction. Okay. I want to make sure I'm right. I'm pretty sure I know exactly what it is, but so I'm assuming wanna... I'm wrong. Uh, no, I'm Googling it really <laughs> that's quickly. That's how I would have done that. <laughs> it yep. looks like, okay. So yeah, that's, I was just going to say 1980 is what it looks like was when he w- walked through the grave. Is that how he did it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yes. So what he does is it was, it was coming for you. It was a motorized platform. And they had them. I can't remember everything, but I, I I can't remember everything. But yeah, it was a motorized platform. And what he did was he just he either shifted the perspective or made, let, I, hang on. I can't remember because it had to do with the specific block that they were on. Yeah. Right. That they were viewing this on. But I remember it was something like that. There was there was something that they either they either moved the audience or they placed something in front. Yeah. I can't remember quite that what had it was. Been so but hard. I, my point is the the basis of your. Of, of what you said was correct. I don't. I don't remember if that's exactly I what am what, what, what it was. The magician, but it, it was either they moved the audience or they they had something like a crane come in and place something in front of them. 
like a fake. They of just the, tore of this the bill. Statue of Liberty down. <laughs> no, it was either that or like they 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 placed like a fake of the top like the tops of the buildings from yeah. where because remember from where they were viewing it, there was like buildings and whatnot mm-hmm. in front of them. I I can't remember exactly what they did, but the point is the basis of it is correct. Yeah. Well, the Great Wall thing, there were hundreds of thousands of people there watching, and even now when I'm reading this, it's a theory. So, like, they, oh, don't, yeah. they still don't... See, my always thought behind this was... fully revealed it. My always thought behind the stuff like this is that you get a stooge to go up there. Um, finding out how to swap him isn't that hard because people have been doing it for, like, literally mm. centuries in terms yeah. of swapping out people. There are all kinds of tricks that you can look up from, well, like, literally the, the 1800s of people okay, so doing magic where they swap out somebody for somebody else. And so the point is, people know how to swap a stooge out mm-hmm. that looks like you with somebody with the fake you. Well, right? But my idea was always, what if they had, um, what's that, there's there's a, there's like a, there's a type of material that, like, would have made him disappear and it would have made him look like they keep looking through, right? There's, there's like, it's like a type of glass or whatever. So yeah. my thought was maybe they had somebody who looks like him go up there, especially since it's the, since it's the seventies, they would have had stuff like this. Um, as opposed to my other idea that I had was they place something in front of him. Maybe they drop down like a, pa- a pane of glass yeah. that, that's specialized for this or well, whatever. Y- and then from there, though. the real him is on the other side. They do the inverse, they raise it or whatever. Hmm. You'll have to see it. Cause y- yeah, basically what they did is, is they cut, com- he's completely covered. Everything's this white translucent. They had a light, so you see just his silhouette. Mm-hmm. You don't see him. Exactly. And then he goes through, and you see his shadow, his silhouette disappear. And they have. Oh. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. What that material that I'm thinking of would do that. It doesn't allow for shadows you don't even to cross. See the wall. It doesn't allow for shadows to cross. You don't and even that's see exactly the wall. What I'm thinking of Cheers. not not when it's closed. And then then they pulled away, and you see the hard wall. Here's yeah. my. Thing. And then he goes the other side. They put the same platform back. And what they did is two of the guys took like almost like the same elastic thing puts it up against the wall and then you see his hands press through it like like almost like through a sheet oh yeah and like oh, a little yeah. bit of his That's face cool. and then it comes back and then they pull it away and they see the hard wall then they put the pla- then they cool drop effect. down all mm-hmm. the, the the white sheets again hit that light again and then you see his silhouette buster yeah. again and then he, then he's then he's on the ground with crowd and it's I'm him. not 100% convinced so that the, sta- that the uh, Great Wall of China even exists. So that's <laughs> conspiracy theory. That's, Great Wall of China yeah. doesn't exist. Well, first of all, let's talk about Based. this. Uh, why is it so big? First of all, no way. A they were that scared of a human race to build the Great Wall of China. No. B how the heck did they build it? And just so many different options, like so many different issues I have with the Great Wall of China. I don't Dude, believe I'm going to tell my wife any of this. I haven't seen it personally. My but wife, the history teacher, will tell you. I'm convinced that when when somebody posts on Instagram that they went and saw the Great Wall of China, they were taken hostage temporarily by the Chinese government, and they're like, "That's like gonna, the Australia." You're going to pose <laughs> for this yeah. video. You're going to pose with this fake <laughs> stare because a lot of people, you know, the pictures look the same. Uh, they're just, it's a conspiracy. That's like the people who, really that's like the small wall. So like it's there, mm-hmm. but not or tying much. back to my conspiracy theory episode. I think that the great wall of China was built by the dinosaurs <laughs> because as we know, the dinosaurs oh, were here before us. And they had like they, this great Velociraptor uprising from the T Rexes. So yeah, they built you need the great to listen to that episode. There okay. was we had a revelation about dinosaurs. <laughs> revelations? You want to talk about revelations? What? We we, we could get that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I I was what was I gonna say? That's like the uh, Australia's fake conspiracy theory. There's that. like a bunch of people who believe that anyone who claims to be from Australia is like a paid actor by the U.S. <laughs> government government to convince them that Australia exists. Mm-hmm. I'm not kidding. Yeah, it goes so deep. Wow. 
Yeah, I've I've been to the depths of that area in the internet. They better I, be paying good for those people to keep this quiet for so long. Mm-hmm. I saw a really cool conspiracy theory just today. I love this. We're on conspiracy theories yeah, again. I love it. Um, there was a guy that f- supposedly found another ocean that, like, he was a scientist and they do, like, the submarines. And he went down and it looked like there was a bunch of, like, fish and, like, plants and stuff that it looked like they were floating on, like, what? the surface of the water. But he was underwater, like, super, super far in a submarine and he, like, couldn't understand and said that they tried to submerge and the water was so dense at that point that they couldn't make their submarine go through whatever oh. the layer was. So he said it was like a, literally a new undiscovered ocean because – Like an ocean under the ocean? Under the ocean Whoa, because it was so what? deep. And then, and then <laughs> no way! The, the guy had videos of it and like he – released it and it was on TV and stuff and then he died in a helicopter crash like right that after was it. Mm-hmm. and then like people were trying to make it like biblical oh. and say it was like I, I oh, that's, where the, that's where the Leviathan's sleeping so well he wasn't by himself <laughs> and he didn't like record a, any no, he did he recorded so why it. So is no a, one going back there discovering th- it? I hate that's, what, like that's what they were saying they said well they said that they said that like that's why it's a conspiracy is because like the government was like preventing him from doing any more experimentation. I got one something. for you. I got one for you that you'd but, find really interesting. But don't go too deep into these. Oh, I love them. Theory. Um, are you at the, the, the table right now, Adam? I can hit stop on everything. <laughs> so, so go ahead. Don't let him scare you. He's a paid actor. Okay. From so, I don't actually, <laughs> so I don't actually think the moon landing is fake. I want to make this abundantly clear, but there's a lot, mm-hmm. of, and, but I have my own ideas of why, of why this happened. Uh, there's a lot of people who believe the moon landing is faked simply because we've completely lost the technology that we uh, used to yep. to send people up there, mm-hmm. right? Like we like literally our government, no record of it, right? We don't know how the heck it was made. And the the weirder thing is that we claim that we don't know how to replicate it. So a lot of people are like, oh, well, we faked it if the technology never existed. My thought was that you just have old computers, and especially with old computers, if do you know how memory works in a computer? Yes. Okay, so like you know how it's stored electronically and like literally even the, the computers that are turned off in front of us right now, mm-hmm. the computers that are turned off, they're actually literally losing memory as we're talking, mm-hmm. right? But th- it's just that computers found ways to restore that memory using the memory that's still in place that hasn't, um, what's the word, that hasn't been lost through uh, entropy, okay. right? Uh, or it's, not, it's not really entropy, that's more of like thermo stuff but mm-hmm. like point is like that's how electronics work they lose their charge over time and that's how the bytes are kind of lost over time but point is we know how to fix that problem my idea is that everything was always either stored on hard old hard computers which didn't store very well whatsoever and so it's all lost nowadays like mm-hmm. it just it just doesn't surprise me that that many files are lost because if everything was stored on like old type yeah. computers like it, 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 it just yeah. doesn't surprise me if you know how technology works especially back then it doesn't surprise me that if you go to those computers now they basically don't have any of the memory on them that they used to have on their on their drives yeah mm. thoughts on flat earth oh, flat, oh, it's obviously real what are you talking about I, come I, on I, this is obvious a, I'm just, i've always been a big believer of the donut, donut earth, earth. what's yes. the donut earth yeah because the sky <laughs> is blue because the ocean on the other side of the donut hole it just or is sense. it blue because of the icing and we're living in the aerated True. pocket no. between the donut. This is all I'm saying. <laughs> for, a, for us being a Christian podcast, this what does is flat not Earth suitable. have to do to disapprove God? <laughs> it doesn't. It is a sphere that floats <laughs> upon nothing. 
The earth could be flat. I'm not get, you're not learning me. <laughs> Where in the Bible does it say the earth is round? You know what I find fascinating? You know what I find fascinating? Hang on. I actually, I actually literally was thinking about t- bringing this up on here. Okay, like, not conspiracy theory stuff. Like, this is legit stuff. Um, like, wh- like I, it always bugs me when, like, when I, like, for example, like, you have, like, atheists, they claim that it's, like, not a religion. Yeah. When, like, in reality, like, atheism is literally just, it's, like, no different than a, any other religion. Yeah. It's an anti-religion, but it's still a religion. And the reason for this is because, um, and this is what bugs me, like, I don't think we should necessarily teach creationism in schools, but it always bugs me that we even teach the Big Bang Theory in schools because mm-hmm. we teach it as if, it's, as if it's a fact. When, like, the truth of the matter is, like, we still, like, yeah. we don't know anything. Mm-hmm. Like, it's no different than you laying out a bunch of dots like, you know, have you ever played Connect the Dots when you were younger? All the time. But, like, you connect the dots because they're all numbered, right? Mm-hmm. And so it teaches you how to make the picture out of the dots. It's like if you didn't have the numbers for Connect the Dots, that's basically what we're doing, yeah. making a random picture and then just going, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Like, that's basically well, what we're doing. Well, what's crazy and, is... But you, know, but you know what I love? You change it 10 years later. But you know what I love? Yeah. Like, j- just, just, to, just to make, like, clear how little we know about the universe, to claim that we know that the Big Bang made the universe is so... Like, just like unbelievably dumb of like a conclusion to come to because we don't even understand how gravity works. Mm-hmm. We don't even understand how gravity, like a, the basic foundational concept of the universe, we still don't even understand how the heck gravity works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like the saying people, that if the Earth was round, whoever was on the underside of the round Earth would just <laughs> fall into space. <laughs> another, which another is the thing. underside. I'm more of a proponent. There's not. I'm more it's of a flat. proponent that it's flat. Which is up and which is down. The, we have the, the ice the side wall, that we're on. And there's more Earth on the other side, but the elite of the That's where the dinosaurs are. No, exactly. They're, they're, they're controlling, controlling the media. The, <laughs> the same people that believe in the Big Bang Theory told us that the Earth was round. Also, I'm, ba- I'm ba- back to the Big short. Bang Theory thing. What uh, I think is actually really cool um, is that the stuff kind of recent in the news where that space, I forget what it's called, the the telescope, the, this, the telescope that they launched oh, yeah. in space to take pictures of like the yeah. vastness and they're wanting to see like universes that haven't even been formed yet. Mm-hmm. But or, they're seeing everything that all their theories, but it's they're completely formed already. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So here's what's also and so they're changing the name. This. They wanted to change it like was, the, the big, like not the big bang, like the big smash or something like that or something stupid. So here's what's also fascinating about that. I'm just saying, don't go poking. When we <laughs> don't go poking if when you're not we, ready to when we when we mathematically calculated because we can prove that the universe that at least space at least is infinite yeah. right we can prove that the universe is infinite right but at the same time we can also like we like calculated prove that the universe is also expanding and it's like I had I had a conversation with Will one time I was at Will's house a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago um, and I was having a conversation with Will and we were talking about like just cool things like that that's just like like really just show you something like something greater has to be at play mm-hmm. because I was listening to a scientist speak one time and he, 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 he's not a Christian, but he was just a scientist and he goes, we will never figure out how that works whatsoever. All right. The universe is infinite yet at the same time, that infinite infiniteness is currently getting bigger. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make any sense. And he's like, he's like, that is one of the few things that I almost guarantee that humanity will never figure out before we're all gone. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just to me, like it, that's another like cool thing to me. Like, like how little we know is is yeah, almost yeah. fascinating mm-hmm. to me. Well, it, it also blows my mind that I mean, going back to the school thing, and I don't like I don't like to get into the the politics of what the people are being taught in school, but I think it is wild. Can't relate that. <laughs> I think it's wild that the Big Bang theory is being taught 
so like abrasively as fact. a fact. Yeah, it is. When, when, when I mean, like, it's just like, I, 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 well, I don't even understand and, how and they this came is, to that conclusion. Well, this is coming from me, who's like a, I'm a total science nerd. I love this stuff. I love, I love talking about space, time, mm-hmm. and then space, time, and all, like all their, I, I love that kind of stuff. I am a total like nerd for this type of stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I love this type of stuff. But it's just true. Like the entire idea of the Big Bang Theory is still one. It's one hundred percent. Well, and they're, just an they're changing. They're changing their their minds still today. Like they're mm-hmm. they're seeing all of this stuff coming from this this telescope. I don't know crap about what's going on, but all I know is I've read articles where, like the 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 title of the article, and it's like a science article or whatever. It says the Big Bang Theory isn't going anywhere. Period. And then in the article, they talk about seeing things that they did not expect to see. And I'm like, well, there goes your theory. I have a well. You might not understand at this at all. So we might, I might not go anywhere with this. There was a recent, um, there was a recent theory that was crafted that actually quite a few scientists got on board with, um, that comprised this idea Don't let that, that happen again, actually the entire, the entire universe is actually just made up of quantum mirrors facing each other. Did you hear that one? Oh. I did not. Okay. <laughs> then we're not going to go anywhere with this because <laughs> okay. it gets really deep really quickly. <laughs> but like, yeah, this is coming from like, somebody, like I'm a total science nerd. I love this type of stuff, mm-hmm. but it's still just 100% theoretical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I think it is. Well, it's, it's cool because I'm the kind of person to where like, I know I talk about the flat earth crap all the time, which is, you know, just a, a front. For, it's just a meme for my true yeah. feelings about birds aren't real. But anyway, uh, <laughs> every single, I just like at face value, don't believe like 90% of things. And so like, you know, growing up and hearing about the big bang theory, I was like, dang, like this, like, you know, sounds legit, but like, what's cool is that, as like, I don't know, I guess you could say pessimistic as I was and like going back and like, you know, there've been times when I've been in the mindset where like, you know what, if I feel, I feel like if I look into this in the Bible, then I'm just going to completely not believe it anymore. Like, I feel like, like I've been mm-hmm. there in my life, Well, my but issue what's with cool it- to me and what's happened in my life through all those, these different phases that every single time that I have done that, which I think is, you know, I think that, you know, doing that as a Christian is good to like you know, really challenge mm-hmm. yourself. You get, you get, you gain the ability of discernment. Yeah. Cause sure. I mean, if you, if you break down your belief to a point, you know, I mean, you should be surrounded by people that can help you build it up. Mm-hmm. But like, I think it's good to get to that point and, you know, really just like deconstruct everything that you have been thinking of. Well, about I was going to say, Bible. because, because like that's, that's always been my issue with it is that I think we teach it too early. And what I mean by this is like, I remember when I was in chemistry mm-hmm. um, and our chemistry teacher looked at us and he he was he was joking with us yeah but he told us that like we were we were talking about a chemical reaction and whatnot and he told us that this is how it worked all of us believed him because none of us knew any better mm-hmm. and he was kind of the you know dissenting yeah. opinion or, or not he not not dissenting but he was like the overruling opinion dissenting is the wrong word um he was like the overruling thought like we just like oh this guy knows everything mm-hmm. it was it was kind of a joke because then the chemical reaction didn't turn out like that at all yeah all, but every single one of us who didn't know any better, yeah. like, like we're literally teaching this to like literally eighth graders who know nothing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and and my my reasoning for that is because like then, every, like every single person that I know that is a scientist, like literally like a graduate, like they work in the science field, mm-hmm. all of them know that it's pretty much just a you know yeah. theory, right? Like all of them understand that. Mm-hmm. Like when you take when you 
you know, taking it to kids, like they're not going to understand that, especially because we don't emphasize that, you know, like I I, I got taught it, like it was basically just a fact and I go, okay, I don't understand how that works. I don't even understand, you know, the basics of stuff, but so I just kind of took it as fact. I think that's the problem with like just humanity as a race at this point now though, because it used to be like we were taught how to think and now we're like, oh, yeah. people are teaching people what to think. Exactly. So instead of being like, this, these are the general ideas on this topic and like, this is which how is you funny. think about it. And now it's like, nope, this is a fact you have to, which is, which is really, ideas. which is really laughable to me. Like, cause like, well, like you guys know this, but like to anyone who's watching, like this is the kind of stuff that I typically talk about or that, that I do like on my channel. Like we talk, we talk some religion. We took some politics. I took, I talk, I plan to do some like philosophy dissertations and stuff like that. Um, and I also talk about a lot more cultural stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's like one of the huge things that you saw, like, like kind of this since like the end of the second world war, like a, a lot of the West adopted this strange, like individualist mindset yet simultaneously we could not become, we could not possibly becoming more of a collectivist you know, like society, it's, it's, it's just kind of laughable to me because we, in, in the strive to become so unbelievably individualistic, right? Like that's where collectivism comes from. And it's funny to me how many people like don't understand history. Like that's where collectivism comes from. That's where like uprising of governments to like control people, like that's where it comes from. It comes from societies that become so individualistic that then, uh, society starts to, oh, society starts to kind of um, what's the word? They start to kind of di- dichotomize, mm-hmm. which is literally what's happening in America. Like we're, we're having like the, you know, yeah. one side and the other, it's just happening. That's where society starts to dichotomize. And that's where you get really big figures to come in because when society starts to de- destabilize like that, mm-hmm. then somebody has to come in and, de- in, and stabilize things. Yeah. That's where you get like the rise of communism. That's where you get like, like the kind of the Bolshevik era in Russia and yeah. whatnot. And then the subsequent rise of the Soviet union. Like, I was talking about this with somebody the other day and they were like, um, they're like, oh, well, you know, why can't we just teach people to, to like, you know, always think for themselves and whatnot. I don't think that's a problem. Let me get this abundantly mm-hmm. clear. Um, I think people should be thinking for themselves, but it's like when you talk about America, like pre World War II and whatnot, you'll always hear people say, cause like everybody in America was predominantly Christian. Everybody had kind of the same moral codes, right? And whatnot. Mm-hmm. And you'll always hear people say, oh, well, that's cause they were collectivists back then. Cause mm-hmm. for some reason we have this idea that like individualism and collect, like it's just better than collectivism. I don't necessarily like I like either. I, I think they both have their extremes that result in horrible things. Yeah. Um, either way, because and we're currently seeing that in America right now with like the overabundance of individualism, with people always wanting to be so apart from everybody else. Now you have people that are completely disconnected from their families, from any sense of community, mm-hmm. and so on. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, "Oh, well, that's because America was collectivist." America wasn't collectivist. It's that. Everybody in America had an organic unity, not mm-hmm. collectivism, but everybody had an organic unity, right? Like it just, it was naturally occurring. Everybody who was here was a Christian. They shared the same morals, the same ethics, et cetera. Um, and that's also like, you'll hear, you'll hear people say like, like, why does everything have to be so political nowadays? Mm-hmm. Everything was just as political then as it is now. The problem was like back then, if, you know, just going to bring up, a, you know, a very blunt example if somebody asked, like, hey, can I be a woman? Back then, every literally everybody was on the same plane of, no. So, like, there was no question about it. That's why it wasn't politicized, because every single politician was like, no, 
right? Like it wasn't a question. Mm -hmm. Everything was just as political back then. The problem was that society hadn't dichotomized to the extent that it has now. And I personally believe that's because we have pushed individualism so far and so hard, too hard, in fact, we've pushed individualism so far that that's when society and people in, in general, like in mass, start to destabilize. Because yeah. now you have no sense of family, there, we have no value in that, no sense of community and whatnot. And then when everybody becomes so destabilized, that's when kind of government has to come in yeah. and stabilize things by force, if, by some metric. Wild. You're blowing our minds, Phil. Usually we just come on here and we talk about... You know, movies, our top ten games. favorite movies. No, that's good, uh, but no, that's it's all good things. You know, to talk about. I didn't expect that to go that far. That just no, that was, <laughs> that was good. That was good. That, that's why you're here, Phil. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that's all I gotta say to that. Yeah, <laughs> Ryan's mind is jello now. It is it's been <laughs> jello ever he since he taught he me how bit. Mark got the freaking dollar bill and the lemon. Well, the reason I bring that up is because I feel like a lot of people think Christians are like trying to like instill a theocracy or something yeah. like, which just isn't true. Mm -hmm. Or at least I don't think that's true with like literally anyone who's in this room. It's just mm -hmm. not, it's not the case. Like I had, I had somebody who was like, Oh, well you want everybody. No, what I want, I don't I like, firstly, I don't want government to have to do this. I think that's the problem. Like, like my opinion has always been like, I want, America to return to an organic unity. Yeah. Right. Cause that's what we used to have. Mm -hmm. Like everyone, I feel like everyone, especially people our age have this weird idea that like, Everybody used to be forced to think mm -hmm. the same thing back then. When in the in reality, it's not, it's not that they were yeah. forced to same, think the same thing. It's just like everybody mm -hmm. organically and naturally had the same ideas, mm -hmm. and that's why everything yeah. functions so much smoother. Back and then. it's cool you brought that up because we got to wrap up here in a little bit. But the moral dilemma, the Bible thing we talked about in here, mm -hmm. it wasn't really a verse, but it was something that I heard about. Uh, my sister was talking about it, but. Um, which just, you know, got me thinking. Uh, so there was the, wh what was the parade that happened not too long ago? Uh, the wash the the parade that everyone went to? See, at the poll? Oh, the Washington the, County. Was that what it was? Yeah. The oh, yeah. yeah. I, okay, anyway, yeah. I, I wasn't there, oh, but Saturday. I heard that there was a there was a float there, and just hearing about it, maybe that had, like, the the big bold letters that say, you're going to hell if you don't love God, and or things oh, like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, you have, like, the typical, like, Tennessee billboard type exactly, thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which got me thinking about that. I must have not paid attention to that. Yeah, <laughs> so, Be Becca was talking about it, because I was looking in her bag, the candy bag, because I was stealing candy. Sorry, more dilemma there, too. Uh, but I saw that, and I was like, holy crap crap people are just tossing this out at parades but you know it got me thinking like i don't know in my opinion i feel like not to throw that church under the bus because i'm sure that their like intentions are good who uh, uh, the people I, who I, led the event or whatever or the, the, the people who that, decided that to oh, was just sorry, there, there was there was some churches going mm -hmm. around they hand out tracks and stuff like that yeah. I, guess I, didn't really yeah. I was just there. thinking that i don't know in my opinion i think that now is probably the worst time ever Oh, agreed. To do stuff like that. Yeah. Because I know it just got me thinking about like, um, I mean, sharing the gospel just isn't mm -hmm. easy. Just in general, it's not a f what? Oh, I was going to say that actually went along really well with the verse Adam said today in youth. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. um, he was talking about. We, we like, started apologetics. Mm -hmm. We started exactly, apologetics. Yeah. And you, what was it? Was it first Peter that you were reading out of? The uh, one, the one I'm thinking of? Yeah, um, because you were talking about remember. how, like, being prepared when they come at you, but Th that's the thing about apologetics. Gentleness, it's, it's not you're right. It's kindness. not about it's not about here's this information. Here's this uh, backing up. 
uh, to be able to, when you have a conversation or a debate with somebody to say, well, here, now I can disprove you because I loved how you know, it's kind of putting it this way. You've never heard anybody come to Jesus like, well, you know, I was so embarrassed by his logic that I, I accepted Jesus. Yeah. yeah. No, it, it's no, not no. something where usually you hear, mm-hmm. uh, which I, I you know, feel so. Yeah. yeah you, come, you come to it yourself. Well, mm-hmm. and, and, and the way that that person brings it to you is that you, they don't yeah. embarrass you by, no, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. And here's why. And let me spout out some biblical facts and some theory, you know, theology to you. Mm-hmm. No, we're supposed to use that knowledge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To help in gentleness and kindness and and respect. That's how that scripture and, was talking about. Is that that's what we use this for? Is yeah. to to share Jesus to to go and, and get them yeah. saved. Not 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 yeah. Throw this facts out and disprove. But yeah, what I was what I was getting at, which you know, it's on the, on the same point. But I was thinking like kind of with what Philip was saying, how d- divided the world is right now. I mean, it's not even just two sides. It's like a thousand different sides. Like, oh, yeah, it like just, it just, pr- it, there's it, so much it looks stuff from the outside, but like, like right. Like, I don't know. I was thinking about that and thinking, you know, just in general, the gospel's hard to share. And I was thinking like those, those people that, you know, are going out with their big billboards and their floats and yelling at people that they're going to hell. In my opinion, I feel like, I don't know. And it's going to sound kind of like, I don't know, hypocritical because I'm not someone who, you know, is, you know, going and sharing the gospel every single day, which, you know, I should be. But I think that, I don't know, I was thinking about how that was, it almost to me seemed like a cop out. Like, I'm sure that they think that they're. What do you mean by that? I'm, I'm getting there. I'm okay. sure that they think that they are doing like the hard work and, you know, oh, yeah, sharing yeah. the gospel, letting people know. But I was thinking like the, the hard, like, not the hard way, but like the right way, in my opinion, to share the gospel is to like build a relationship with someone to start there, to get to know who that person is and like teach them through your actions, who God was to like teach them. It doesn't have to be like, like when I think of like the kids and youth, like a lot of them, you know, you have to build that relationship with them. Mm-hmm. You have to learn who they are, what they like, which takes time. And then you have to, you know, slowly Cause I mean, a lot of them are young. You have to slowly teach them about the Bible. You have to slowly teach them about who God was, you know, his attributes and stuff. And the whole time you kind of want to not just teach that, but also show that as a Christian, you have some of those same attributes. You're trying to have some of those same attributes. And then when you look at these people who are, you know, which I think is kind of being marketed as the face of Christianity right now, the people Mm -hmm. that are out screaming at people, I think it's kind of well. It's not only being being marketed by those people; it's also being marketed by our enemies. Exactly, but because those those, people are the people that they're going to point out, the people because they're not building that relationship. They're just they're going out, and I mean, they might feel good about what they're doing, but in reality, it's. I think it's lazy to just go out with a sign and scream at people. It's going to be hard for them. I'm sure they're embarrassed sometimes too. Some of them, but I feel like. I don't know. To me, that just the, seemed like the a goal. They they don't want people to go to hell. So they, so their their track for doing that is by doing what you're saying. Fear mongering, yeah. yeah. And, and and looking at what Jesus did. Jesus wanted the same thing. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to go to hell. Yeah. But that's not what he, let, he, he didn't lead with. He didn't lead with you. that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I th- I there's part of the instances, issue, you know, where he yeah. he may have. But and, and like, I, I think it's. I think you need to instruct, like you're saying. I think yeah. You need to tell people. I mean, it's about not that, like you. It's not like you're going to skip over that. Yeah. If 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 you're truly sharing the gospel with someone and you're truly work, and I know some instances you don't have like a full five six years like with a youth kid to like develop yeah. that relationship, but I'm just saying that I feel like Christians right now and probably for a long time have been, you know, labeled as the people who 
are just gonna you know sh- shove the gospel down your throat and, 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 and here's the, here's the other thing too like that right there that was a one hour long parade yeah one moment you heard yeah. their voice and i wasn't even there they, they might be and, a, and uh, but like yeah and, and that might be their message every sunday i we don't know but that's the thing you got to think about is if you're going out into the world you get that one chance to have a conversation or to say one thing you know is that what it's going to be yeah without hearing the context of everything else i think the biggest problem with that though is like it kind of all ties together with how phil was talking about the people trying to be individualized once someone gets defensive it's all over. It's over. You're not getting to them right. after that. So, yeah. you're not so to anyone after the, and you're not. I don't. And, and you're not meant to. I don't. We're not meant to. We have a conversation with somebody to convert them right there. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's not. If and you go think, in with yeah. that goal, you're going to fail. Exactly. Now, if you do, Amen. Praise the Lord. Yeah. But you just have that conversation exactly. and then let them go. And, yeah. and, and that's why I think the reason I brought up your message today in youth is so important. Is be, to what Ryan's saying, and this whole conversation is if you just, if people are becoming more and more defensive. So people want to be individualized. If you step on their toes, as in what they consider to be their individual sense of self, mm-hmm. if you contradict that, they're immediately defensive. Mm-hmm. So when you come at that angle without building some kind of relationship, you can kind of trust before you can build a relationship, even like a surface level relationship very quickly. And like, this is even part of like my education and like healthcare, which is, it's a totally different like realm of things. But like when you're taking care of a patient, you have to build trust in a very quick amount of time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like if you walk into the room and have a poor like rapport with somebody like you're in charge of taking care of them, but they're not going to trust your decisions. Yeah. But so on the same kind of token, you can build a rapport with somebody pretty quickly within a few minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and just that rapport can make a total difference on yeah. how that, how they're willing to listen to you. So if you, if you scream and look angry and tell somebody that, and it's like you're going to hell, mm-hmm. which I've, I've seen that too. And they look fear like I've seen people look furious yelling it, and they've never even spoken to the person before. Yeah. Like most people I know are going to be like, that person's an idiot and like not mm-hmm. listen to them. But I've also seen people be like, build that rapport and be like, and it not take that long and be like, do you know about Jesus? Mm-hmm. It's like, this is why I believe in this. And I don't want this f- for you like mm-hmm. i want something yeah, better yeah. i think i yeah. think the issue is a little twofold i know we have to wrap this up yeah. quick so i won't be long um i know that I, I think the issue is a little bit twofold like like my my opinion actually has been that i think i think christianity broadly speaking i think has been a little bit what's the word i i think that we could do and again, it's on a case by case basis, deaf. and that's what you have to do when you're like when you're talking with somebody. Yeah. Well, I think I think we need to be a little bit more, um, like serious. I think sometimes I think a lot of churches that I've gone to, because I've been to a lot of churches actually in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of Christians are really, really way too scared to actually just say something that might need to be said. Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. But I, I totally agree that uh, that uh, 
you, you know, like I don't think that accomplishes anything. I don't think you're ever yeah. going to convince someone, but you know, it's, it's like the equivalent of just walking up to like, let's say you are having a logical argument of some kind. It's like the equivalent of just going up to say them, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like you see those billboards. It doesn't explain anything. Mm-hmm. It just says you're wrong. Yeah. yeah. Why? Yeah. No, nobody, yeah. nobody wants to say, yeah. but at the same time, I do think, I do think Christians could use with a little bit more heated passion mm-hmm. in, oh, yeah. with them sometimes. Oh, right. Cause I, I think, I think we, I think that we have kind of stepped out of areas that we should be in and that we should be influencing it. And I think we've stepped out of those for too yeah. long because either we've been too scared of, I don't know, getting, well, you know, and what, and what you're saying, uh, Philip, I think we're talking about a difference, two different, between, two different, two different between things. Yeah. Evangelizing and like teaching. Agreed. And I totally so, agree. So, yeah. so if I'm talking strictly from someone that may have never heard the gospel and you, mm-hmm. if I walked up to you and you've never heard the gospel and I look angry and I'm like, yeah. you're going to hell. I'm going to yeah. think you're a weirdo. You're going to do that. I mean, <laughs> so I'm out. I'm so walking away my initial you. thoughts after this is a hearing cult. that, just to kind of wrap up. Um, well, let, let me, I want to share the scripture. Okay, you have yes. it? Nice. Just, nice. just okay. so give the context. context of what, because this is, this is in first Peter three, um, verse 15, but the, 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 you know, what it's talking here. It's kind of like suffering for righteousness sake. So, you know, he's going, he's going through talking about, uh, you know, if you're suffering for righteousness sake, you'll be blessed. Have no fear of them, nor be troubled. And it says in verse 15, but in your hearts, honor Christ, the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope mm-hmm. that is in you. Yet do it with gentleness mm-hmm. and respect. So there it's telling us to be prepared to mm-hmm. make a defense mm-hmm. on our faith. And and that was the other thing that I talked about was the other thing about that helps us in understanding and, and, and having, knowing all this apologetic stuff and things is that it gives us confidence. Mm-hmm. It gives yeah. us boldness to stand in our faith and we're being prepared to make a defense for anyone. And I love how it says for reason for the hope, which is Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, that's the hope that's in our life that is in us. And it says definitely do it with gentleness and respect, not not to to shame someone, not to disrespect mm-hmm. them, not to yeah. I'm going to force you to see my view, but to do it with gentleness and respect. And sometimes yeah. that means you say a few words, they they come at and you back yeah. off. And, that, and that's you know, and that's, that's also that's also I think mm-hmm. where where genuine love and compassion comes in. Not Absolutely. like not like love as the world knows it, like being nice, but like like sometimes you know you got to love someone enough to know, hey. Even even if you're really respectful and even if you're super gentle about it, they still might totally hate you for even mm-hmm. like even remotely cri- like criticizing them or, yeah. or saying that yeah. hey, I don't think this is yeah. necessarily a great behavior. People still might totally hate you, but like that's genuine love. Yeah, is oh, yeah. Is, is wanting to mm-hmm. see and see that improvement I think, in somebody. I think that is a lot harder to do than to just you know. Uh, hold up that sign and, yeah. you know, yell at someone. I mean, because, I mean, yeah, you're like people outside of the streets are like, I'm doing this for God, which is great. You know, they're, they're probably Christians, but you know, to develop a relationship with someone and actually get to know them, like be their friend first. And then to, you know, have those difficult situations with them is, or difficult conversations with them is a lot harder than just, you know, yelling your, the difficult mm-hmm. conversation yeah. out of people. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. And so my, my initial thought after that was, I don't know. I, I I heard about that float and I was just thinking like, man, this is like the first parade that, you know, a lot of people could probably go to since COVID and, you know, it's probably packed out. And I, I was just like, I don't know. They're, I feel like they're them. trying to be what Philip says we need to be. Yeah. Like being that bold. Yeah. Let's, mm-hmm. You know, being that strong. I feel like that's, that's yeah. the well, like, cause that's well, like, cause that's, yeah. I, I just thought my initial thought was that I think that 
they could have just they just need to read the room you know they need yeah. to read yeah, where exactly. the world is at right who now who they're talking to they're just another person yelling at them about their what you know a non-believer is going to think is their well, opinion, not the truth. Yelling either though. Yeah, but I mean, like I you said, know what I'm saying? Like holding up a attention. sign that says "Heaven like, or Hell, you decide." I think, in my opinion, that's basically yeah. yelling. Like, but I'm saying right, that yeah. so many people are being yelled at by all these different right. opinions yeah. and all like because that's what the world is right now. Mm-hmm. And so for a Christian to just you know kind of join in on that attack, be like these people are yelling about this stance, and I'm just going to throw mine out there. I just don't think that's that's well, going like, to work. I was going to say because like that's that's literally what I feel like I've kind of orchestrated my channel that I just started. Mm-hmm. That's literally exactly what I wanted it to be. Is that a be. plug, Philip? Are you plugging? It's, no, plug well, it. yeah. Shame, shameless plug. All right? <laughs> no. But like, like, that's literally what I was looking at. I was like, I don't think Christians are like, like very like in-depthly bringing things to the table. Yeah. Like that's, I, I feel like that's like, I, I feel like that's kind of what I've or- orchestrated mine to be. It's a, okay, I'm going to sit down. We're going to go through a whole front to back dissertation on this one topic. I'm going to give you every single minute detail on it. Mm-hmm. Like it's long, but like, uh, like that, I feel like that's, that's what we ought to be doing. And I, mm-hmm. and I feel like we don't do, we just yeah. go, this is like, I feel like a lot of Christians do this thing. Cause I see this all the time. They'll go like, Oh, this is wrong. And you ask a Christian, why is that wrong? Though, and the only, not all of them, but too many Christians can only say, "Well, because God says it's wrong." Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean anything to anyone. And that's, you know, yeah, that's well, not going to should. Well, yeah, it I, should. no, it, it should. should. I, I know, but, but to a non-believer, not, especially to that's a non-believer, not going to convince right. anyone. Right. Leading right, like, with, yeah, leading with, I don't know. In my opinion, I think that you need to demonstrate who God was. Mm-hmm. Out of like, if you're going like wanting to talk and you know, gets a non-believer to know God, you need to first, you know, show that that's who God truly was. Cause they're going to have mm-hmm. so many preconceived notions based mm-hmm. on stuff mm-hmm. they've seen and, you know, the news and on in history books, mm-hmm. you know, all these protests and stuff from Christians, like but I think protesting gay weddings and stuff like that, you know, yeah. like that, that just makes me so mad because like, you know, those people could be reached, but because of what you did at their freaking, wedding or their funeral or whatever like that just is going to ruin everything well what i what i what i just i just want to end with this because this has to do with what you said or kind of both of you said about like just screaming at each other like i think that's what gets christians into screaming matches with other people Mm -hmm. is when christians can't even defend or explain what they're saying Mm -hmm. because then it just turns into let's say i'm talking to to you and you're a non-believer i Mm -hmm. say this is wrong you shouldn't do it you say why i say because god says it's wrong or whatever because like maybe I have no other explanation for it. You're going to look at me and go, that's stupid. I'm going to look at you and go, well, you, you know what? A, it, it's what turns into a screaming match. It, yeah. It's people who don't really know much that's of where, anything. That's where apologetics comes in. Yeah. And I gave and, that. And that's, that's what I'm saying. I, I feel like, I feel like yeah. that's what's, I feel like that's what's needed somewhat to some degree. I think that's what's needed in Christianity right now is the ability to very calmly and rationally like explain why we believe what we believe. Mm-hmm. To an extent, like you can't, yeah. can't explain everything. Like, of course, there's, there's a faith aspect to it, but I think we could heavily benefit from that because I think that's what gets people into that point of screaming matches is when you have people who are Christians that maybe aren't so educated, biblically speaking, not to you know hurt anyone's feelings or whatever. But I, fe- I feel like that's most commonly what it happens with is Christians who aren't so biblically educated. Yeah. And the only thing they have to do is just tell you you're wrong yeah. because you're wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look and at, to a non-believer, it's like you look at you look at Jesus. Um, he's teaching, respecting leadership and governments and stuff like that in the height of a very abusive yes. Roman Empire. Yeah, mm-hmm. like he he took the hard topics, but of course, with every message that Jesus had, it was very um, gentle 
um, just in his wording. Like mm-hmm. he was very um, informative with it, but mm-hmm. also very loving and uh, promising. And that was the whole the idea of um, his, oh, what, what am I going to use? Um, I forget what they're called. Like his, like parables. Um, yeah. It was like, like Jesus didn't just say, do this, do that. He gave a lot of parables. He taught people. Like he, he, you know, there wasn't, of course there was some, there are some time, times where, where, when, you know, there wasn't much to it. Um, and Jesus would kind of just declare something most of the time because he was sometimes speaking to people who were like already following him. So there was that trust built up, like you were talking about, but like there was, you know, it, it's not like Jesus just came up, said what's right and wrong with like literally no evidence or no ability for the people to understand it. That's why he gave them parables. That's why he sat down and, and, and taught people like, like, you know, he would sit down with some figures one-on-one. There, there was a lot more to that than just, yeah. you know, coming in and yelling at people that they were wrong or whatever with no, no context or understanding to the people he was talking to. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. No, that's that's good. All right. Well, there was our moral dilemma. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> we may have to do a whole other podcast. Yeah. But thanks that was for good. S- it's gonna be a two part. <laughs> thanks so much for watching, guys. Um, we're gonna be and listening and listening and uh, feeling, feeling. Yeah, I feel you. Uh, I hope you felt this episode. But yeah, thanks so much for watching. See you next time. We're gonna get these pumping out a little bit more regularly for you. So thank, thank you, Philip, for being here. And, and Parker for sharing your last few sentences Parker, of the entire episode. I got you. Parker He's talked so at the quiet. beginning and at the end. I thought about that several times. He was the bread I of about that one. Parker was, like, was the bread of the moral dilemma sandwich. I just like listening. It's great. <laughs> All right. Thanks for watching. Deuces. Peace. Peace.